Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. You can subscribe to Locked On Boston Bruins on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, wherever else you listen. Every new episode will be automatically uploaded to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. You can keep up with the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast on social media, following the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins or Instagram at Locked On Boston Bruins. You can also find me, both platforms, at Ian C. McLaren. For those of you new to the podcast, I am a lifelong Bruins fan, been writing about hockey for about 15 years, worked as a full-time hockey news editor for The Score for a handful of years, and have also written for various other blogs, covered the OHL championship run by the Guelph Storm up here, and now uh, also have access to Bruins media information, which I'm very excited to make use of for the podcast here, maybe fitting in a question or two on Bruins Zoom calls. So that's a pretty cool thing. Today on the podcast, we're just going to kind of update where things are at as training camp comes to an end, and also... uh, introduce an old segment called three up three down where i look at three bruins trending in different directions but let's begin with uh, some pretty exciting news the bruins and the national hockey league announced on monday that the team will participate in the nhl outdoors at lake tahoe which will feature two regular season outdoor games along the south shore of america's largest alpine lake bordering California and Nevada. The NHL Outdoors Sunday will feature the Bruins and the Philadelphia Flyers at 3 p.m. Eastern on NBC. Prior to that, on Saturday, the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights will face off uh, also at 3 p.m. on Saturday, the 20th of February. The Bruins, along with the Avs, Flyers, and Golden Knights, will wear their Adidas Reverse Retro jerseys for the outdoor event. The jersey represents unique and historical moments in each club's history, while refreshing the color and design combination for an all-new presentation. Since its introduction in November, they have been one of the top-selling NHL items worldwide. It's the fourth time the Bruins will play outdoors. And it's a rematch of the 2010 NHL Winter Classic where Boston beat Philly 2-1 in overtime at Fenway Park. Marco Sturm was the big hero for the Bruins on that day. The Bruins' other outdoor games included the 2016 NHL Winter Classic, which they lost 5-1 to Montreal at Gillette Stadium. And most recently, 2019 Winter Classic, where they beat the Chicago Blackhawks. 4-2 at Notre Dame Stadium. So very exciting. If you saw the kind of rendering of what the event will look like, it's going to be pretty amazing. I kind of worry about, you know, cross-country travel and mixing with 
Um, I guess they won't mix with teams from the other divisions, but still, just the travel of it all and and COVID. Uh, but on the surface, it looks like a pretty cool event, and I'm uh, pretty excited to see how that plays out. As I mentioned, there won't be new jerseys like there have been for other outdoor games. They're just going to be wearing the new reverse retro jerseys. I've gotten a toque from a couple of the games, Notre Dame for sure, Gillette Stadium, and now have the Meth Bear toque. So I guess I'm pretty well covered in terms of merch for this game as well. So pretty exciting stuff to be sure. Elsewhere around camp yesterday, I guess one of the big stories was the Bruins trying to solidify their opening night roster. They took the first step by placing five players on waivers. Anton Bleed, Paul Carey, Steve Kampfer, Greg McKaig, and Zach Sinitian. Now, there were, I believe, 89 players across the league placed on waivers on Monday, and it's not necessarily a sign that teams are willing to cut bait with these players. It's for the purpose of assigning them to these taxi squads or to the AHL for the season. When it comes to a guy like Sinitian, it's possible that teams will be tempted to take a look at him as a first-round pick, albeit uh, a, a huge reach as a first-round pick. I could possibly see the Ottawa Senators taking a look at him, but um, ideally he'll be taxi-squatted for the season or maybe even sent to the AHL where he can get more regular reps. Head coach Bruce Cassidy said, We haven't completely pegged down our final roster. We waived five guys today. And on Tuesday, we'll get a closer look at taxi squad versus roster based on who clears waivers. Or if the Bruins make a claim on a player, such as Oliver Shillington, who they passed on at the 2015 draft and who the Calgary Flames placed on waivers. Cassidy added, some of that will revolve around what suits us best for the cap. The biggest battle is on the back end. We have some spots available. He said, we like the progression of Jeremy Lozon, Jacobs Borrell, and Yerho Vakaninen in camp. John Moore is looking healthy after shoulder surgery. That's certainly the biggest remaining question as we head into Thursday's game against the New Jersey Devils, what the defensive pairings will be. They look pretty set with Lozon McAvoy, Grizzlick Carlo, and Zborrell with Kevin Miller, but that could change based on um, how practice evolves over the next few days and if there's any additions or subtractions to the roster. Now, I should add, Zach Sinitian had a bad day. He was caught with a high stick during a scrimmage on Monday that resulted in needing a trip to the dentist. A couple of teeth, some blood in there, maybe some teeth got dislodged, said head coach Bruce Cassidy. So between that and being placed on waivers, not the best day for uh, for our boy Zach. Just to go back to Zborrell for a moment, Kevin Miller, like I said, has been paired up with the youngster in training camp so far. Miller himself working back into the lineup after lengthy absence due to uh, injury. But he did say Zborrell is a great player, sees the ice really well, skates really well, makes good plays. This is the second or third camp in a row that I've been partnered up with him to start, and he's made leaps and bounds since the first time he got here to where he is now. He's competing, ready to go for practice, a guy that makes sure he is detail-oriented. That's something that when he first got here was a little bit different. 
He's learned, done a great job growing with the game. I've really enjoyed playing with him. Uh, so that's a pretty nice endorsement from someone who's been around for a little bit now. And, uh, you know, Zboril, Providence coach Jay Leach said he was the best defenseman down the stretch for the Providence Bruins last season. He had 19 points in 58 games. And it certainly looks as though he will get a look um, as the bottom pair left-hand shot defenseman to begin the season. I wanted to add as well, Bruce Cassidy talked about uh, how he has been handling Rask and Halak so far. One of the top goaltending tandems in the NHL, probably up there with uh, Robin Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury. Side note, I drafted all four in my Bruins people hockey pool, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but, you know, they formed a pretty good bond off the ice as well. And uh, because of COVID, Bruce Cassidy said they're trying to separate the two as much as possible in case there's an outbreak. That's the part that stinks about this for the players in terms of separating guys, even though they have good friendships. There's bigger stuff going on with the virus and we have to do it. So basically trying to spread them out, separate meetings, social distancing, it's tough because they are pretty good buddies and uh, support each other pretty well as both high-end goaltenders who could be starters on this team. Uh, but obviously, uh, Bruins being proactive here and uh, probably a good decision, all things considered. Before we move on, let me talk for a moment about rockauto.com. It's a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts, you can see selection from literally hundreds of manufacturers. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, their prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals as well as do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now here at the Locked On Network, we have an exciting new podcast called Locked On Bets. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked on Bets, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. I mentioned earlier that we would do a three-up, three-down segment here on Tuesdays on the podcast, but there's some news that the Bruins dropped this morning that I want to make sure is covered fully, and that is the plan to retire Willie O'Ree's number 22 jersey this season. Before I get to that, I should mention that all five players the Bruins placed on waivers did clear. So Zach Sinitian, Anton Bleed, Greg McKaig, Steve Kampfer, somebody else I'm forgetting. Anyways, they all cleared waivers, and so they will be either taxi-squatted or put on the... Uh, AHL roster. There were a few claims around the league, nothing super notable. Oliver Shillington, who I thought might be snagged, was left 
to clear by the Calgary Flames, uh, which was a bit interesting. But other than that, uh, there was only a couple claims. Lucas Pisa, Eric Comrie, Anton Forsberg, Rudolf Balsers. So nothing really uh, monumental going on there. But like I said, the Bruins... President Cam Neely announced today that the team will honor Willie O'Ree by retiring his number 22 jersey prior to the team's game against the New Jersey Devils on Thursday, February 18th. Neely said, on behalf of the Bruins organization, I would like to congratulate Willie and his wife Deljeet and his daughter Chandra on having his number retired in the TD Garden rafters. Willie's contributions to the game of hockey transcend on ace accomplishments and have opened countless doors for players who have come after him. He is without question deserving of this honor. I'd argue it's well past due that this honor is bestowed upon him. Bruins CEO Charlie Jacobs added throughout the history of the NHL, there have been very few individuals that have had such a profound impact on the league and its culture than Willie O'Ree. After breaking the color barrier as a Boston Bruin in 1958 and eventually retiring from pro hockey in 1979, Willie became the ultimate ambassador for improving diversity and inclusion within the game of hockey. The entire hockey world is forever indebted to Willie for all that he has done and continues to do for the sport. We're incredibly proud to retire Willie's number and cement his legacy as one of Boston's greatest athletes. O'Ree is the 12th player to have his sweater honored by the Bruins, and he'll join Lionel Hitchman, Dick Clapper, Eddie Shore, Milt Schmidt, Bobby Orr, Johnny Busick, Phil Esposito, Ray Bork, Terry O'Reilly, Cam Neely, and Rich Middleton. And I would expect the next player to have that honor bestowed upon him will be Zdeno Chara. Uh, Willie O'Ree was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2018 as part of the Builder category, and he was indeed the first black player to compete in an NHL game back in January of 1958, dressed for the Boston Bruins against the Montreal Canadiens, all this despite being legally blind in one eye. Following the game, he said it was the greatest thrill of my life. I will always remember this day. He only played two games with the Bruins before being sent to the minors. Joined the team again during the 1960-61 season, scoring four goals and adding 10 assists in 43 games. He was then traded to the Canadians, never dressed for the club, and spent 13 seasons in the Western Hockey League before officially retiring in 1979. He wore number 18 for two games, and number 25 for nine games, but were number 22 in the bulk of his stint with the Boston Bruins. Back in 2018, in commemoration of O'Ree's 60th anniversary, the NHL and the Bruins donated to Boston Parks and Rec a refurbished street hockey rink called Willie O'Ree Rink. And since 1998, he's worked for the NHL as a diversity ambassador, focusing on the league's Hockey is for Everyone initiatives. Now, obviously, there will be no fans in the arena when the Bruins do honor Willie O'Ree on February 18th. So they're doing it virtually. Um, The organization believes it's important to move forward with a virtual pregame ceremony and to bestow this honor on Willie as soon as possible. Once COVID-19 protocols allow, 
the Bruins will again honor Willie in front of a full TD Garden. So very uh, overdue honor bestowed upon him. And uh, I did, back in the day, read his uh, Meet Willie O'Ree book to my son Ewan on the podcast. So go back and check that. I also today ordered his new biography with a gift card that I got for Christmas. And I'm very excited to read that. And I'll be sure to talk about that here on the podcast as well. So between this and the game in Lake Tahoe, a couple days later, it's going to be a very eventful February for the Bruins. And uh, I can't wait to take in either. Uh, It's going to be really uh, special to watch them play outdoors at Lake Tahoe, as well as honor Willie O'Ree prior to that game against the Devils on February 18th. Before we get to some news and notes from around the NHL, let me talk for a moment about Bet Online. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, and that's betonline.ag. For all the latest odds on NFL playoffs, the NBA, the NHL, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. You can visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline underscore AG on Twitter and Instagram to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code LOCKEDON for that 50% sign-up bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget, it's not too late to listen to the Locked On NHL Season Preview Series on the Locked On NHL Podcast. You can get intel on all 31 NHL teams, as well as fantasy waiver wire ads from Locked On fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get podcasts. As we do here on the podcast, let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. Commissioner Gary Bettman held a press conference on Monday and said the league is prepared to lose billions of dollars to play the 2021 season amid the COVID-19 pandemic. He said it's important for the games to be played this season. The players and the fans wanted it, and it might help provide people dealing with COVID-19 restrictions with some sense of normalcy. The league is getting basically a full ticket for me when it comes to NHL TV. It costs $159.99 plus tax for a shortened season, which isn't much of a discount. But being that I'm out of the Boston market, I need to get it so that I can watch all the Nesson games. Bettman also said it would be cheaper for the league not to play the season, claiming they would lose money at the club and league level. Quote, but the owners are unanimously okay with that because they know how important it is for our fans and for the game. The commissioner also revealed players will will wear decals on their helmets, honoring the 63rd anniversary of Willie O'Ree playing his first NHL game to observe Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And then he also like I said, talked about the uh, Lake Tahoe games featuring the Avs and Golden Knights on the 20th of February, as well as the Bruins and the Flyers on the 21st. Rangers center Mika Zibanejad revealed he tested positive for COVID-19 prior to training camp. Of course, the Bruins and Rangers will be in the same division this season. He missed the opening days of camp, but says he now feels better. He resumed skating with his teammates while consulting with doctors, and they're hopeful that he'll be ready for the season opener on the 14th. Uh, 
Uh, Zibanejad had a very excellent season last year, and if the Rangers are to make the playoffs, he'll be a big reason why if he can keep that going. Uh, a, a weird story out of San Jose where Evander Kane has filed for bankruptcy with $26.8 million in debt and assets of $10 million. The filing also indicates the 29-year-old winger can terminate his contract or opt out of playing the season because of the pandemic and the recent birth of his daughter. The NHL's opt-out date was December 24th, while Kane's bankruptcy filing was January 9th. Uh, there's obviously a precedent for opting out after the deadline, and that's our own Tuka Rask, who did so in the bubble to attend to a family emergency. Uh, the St. Louis Blues signed Mike Hoffman to a one-year $4 million contract. You may remember last week or a couple weeks ago, he was signed to a PTO, and a lot of people were scratching their heads as to why he settled for a PTO. But, of course, it was uh, to attend their camp and wait for salary to be cleared with uh, Alex Steen going on LTIR after retiring. Jay Bomeister also officially announced his retirement after uh, experiencing a cardiac incident on the bench during a game against the Anaheim Ducks last February. That about does it for today's episode of Locked on Boston Bruins. As I said on Tuesdays, generally we'll do a three up, three down segment, looking at three Bruins trending upwards, three trending downwards. But for today, I just wanted to get to this news about Lake Tahoe, Willie O'Ree, as well as the waiver clearage. Clearage? Yeah, sure. Uh, this afternoon, Don Sweeney is going to be addressing the media. So tomorrow we'll discuss kind of what we learned from him about that and also open up the mailbag. So if you have any questions, please do send them to at LO underscore Boston Bruins or at Ian C. McLaren. I hope you're all doing well. Uh, I mentioned earlier that, well, I've mentioned it many times, that sitcoms are helping me get through this pandemic. And it was announced um, yesterday up here in Canada that Superstore and Parks and Recreation are both coming to Netflix on Friday. So I'm very pumped about that. I just finished season two of Superstore last night, and it's a very underrated comedy, uh, you know, kind of along the same lines as The Office and Parks and Rec. Uh, so if you haven't checked that out, please do so. I should also mention that uh, Carson Kuhlman and David Pasternak both skated today in no contact jerseys. So they're uh, slowly making their way back to game shape as well. And hopefully Pasternak misses less than the projected month of action. And, uh, you know, it's going to be tough for him to defend his Rocket Richard trophy that he split with uh, Alex Ovechkin last season. But uh, you never know. He could get on a hot streak when he comes back and, and do the thing. Anyways, thank you again for listening. Please do subscribe if you haven't already. And we will catch you again tomorrow, friends. Take care.